Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. I cry at really weird stuff. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. TCL, America's fastest growing TV brand. It's Mackie and Judd with Rami. With Rami. Right around three in the postseason. Drive to right. And deep. And gone. Trent Grisham. And the Brewers grab the lead. That was the call on YouTube. And that would be the difference this afternoon at Miller Park. As the Twins fall to the Brewers 6-5 to the final on the Trent Grisham Home run off of Sergio Romo, the first real bad outing by Sergio Romo, but it cost you a game. And this goes back to what Danny said on the Twins show today, Judd, that I referenced in the first hour of Mackie and Judd with Rami. You get a big emotional win last night, and it looks like maybe it's the spark you needed to get back to being that team who was 40-18 and 18 at one point. You hope they can build on that and capitalize on that momentum, and it looked like they would until that moment that you just heard right there. And as the sports dad of this town, I'll tell you right now, don't mm-hmm. ride don't ride that roller coaster. <laughs> don't you ride that roller coaster. Not going to help you to ride that roller coaster. You win some, you lose some, you got a big win last night. But you know what? <sighs> Let me just throw out the phone numbers real quick. Twins Vent Line is open, yeah. 651-646-8255 if you want to talk about this one and how you're feeling about the Twins, and, and how different, if any at all, do you feel than you 24 what, though, hours ago? You know what? What's that? Right now, I'm feeling like this. This is truly, and, and the, the last two days, this has been 100% true, a reflection of of not the year that this team has had, but where this team is at right now, right? Because yesterday, your pitcher was, was walking a tightrope, your starter, but he gave up no runs. Your bullpen blew it, but guess what? You can score runs. Marwin Gonzalez hits a three-run homer, you win. Very Twins-like right now, right? Right. Today, your pitcher, Kyle Gibson, walks a tightrope. You score runs. But then ultimately, your bullpen comes unglued, and to a large degree, your fielding does too. And something that I think, and I gave them credit for this early in the year, but it probably doesn't get talked enough about enough now, is, you know, I really felt that the the fundamental fielding of this team was pretty good at one point. But in the last, what would you say is fair, two months, two plus months, it has not been great. And you got the key error from uh, Polanco today. As you said, Sano doesn't keep the tag on Braun. Yep. Those are all big deal. I mean, those those are all the type of thing 
think it's submarine you late in the season and in the playoffs. Grisham never gets to the plate if okay. Sano just keeps the tag on, on Braun there at third. The point being it is in the last two days at Milwaukee, everything that has taken place is pretty much a reflection of the Twins as they stand right now. Yeah. The win and the loss. No, you're absolutely right. That's this team right now. It's a roller coaster. And three months ago, three months ago, I really felt that in the field, this team was fairly solid. And for the last couple months or so, it just has not been the same at all. And I don't know if that's a reflection of people playing positions um, that weren't three months ago, that Polanco has definitely taken a step back from the all-star status that he achieved at one point. But as you just said, Grisham doesn't get to the plate. And Sano has to keep that tag on. In 2019, with replay now, you keep every tag on, and, and I don't even like this. Right. But with replay being such a factor, you keep every tag on everybody that you possibly can now. Yeah. That was because you always assume that you could say so and so's foot popped up or whatever it did. Go look at that. And consequently, he's called out. That was a big mistake there. But the good news today is, and we're going to get to your calls in just a second, 651-646-8255 if you want to jump on the Twins' vent line. The Indians did lose today, so you maintain that slim half-game lead atop the AL Central, and we can still call this D-Score North first-place Twins show tomorrow. I won't be on it. I don't know who will be saying that, but it still will be. You're not going to be on tomorrow? No, I don't think I'm on Oh, no, it's going to be Glenn Perkins on baseball. I come in at one. uh, That's right, okay. Score North Live. Okay. With Rami McIlroy. You and I, Judd, talking with Perky tomorrow. Talking with Perk since uh, Phil and Derek are gone. Look at you guys. Mm -hmm. Lucky you. Get to talk to a former twin. It'll be very good. Very, He's very insightful. Oh, he's really good at this media thing. Not all former athletes are great at this media thing. Glenn Perkins is very good. Mm -hmm. So enjoy that tomorrow at noon. Twins vent line open 651-646-8255 or tweet us at SKOR North. I see those tweets. Get to them in a second. First, let's get to Paul. You're on Mackie and Judd with Rami. What's up, Paul? Well, first, a little bit of a correction. Grisham does get to the plate. There was nobody out when he batted, so he would have came to the plate. Uh, it would have just been with one out and one on instead of uh, nobody out and two on. But uh, I want to talk, and, and Judd, you, you jumped in front of me because that's why I was calling. Jorge, Jorge Polanco can't throw the ball more than five feet without it going into the dirt, and it's been going on for about a week and a half now. Uh, same with Sano. What what do you attribute this to? I mean, is, is this, you know, you and me, Jai, we grew up with the Twins way, and they were so solid defensively. Uh, is this the new way coaching stuff that's going on where we're taking naps instead of uh, maybe working on defense? What's going on here? Thanks, Paul. Uh, here's what I would say. First, I'm going to say don't hate on naps, all right? Yeah, it's got nothing to do with naps. They actually have been proven to make people more productive. Right. So, Polanco. Thank you very much. So, if you recall early in the season, and was it Dan Hayes who wrote this, or was was it, I think Dan in The Athletic did write this, but I also want to say that Justin Morneau might have talked about this when he got on a Fox telecast early in the season, that the Twins basically for a few years now have told Polanco to come over the top on his throws from short. And this regime came in and said, if you want to sidearm the ball and that's going to get the ball there and you're not going to launch the baseball, just do that. So that worked for a while. Piggybacking off that though, Rami, the one thing that's weird is 
Polanco seems off to me. And, and he made a really good play, as Patrick brought up last night. He did make one really, really nice play. That was a really nice play. Uh, but there seems to me to be something about his, his overall game since the All-Star break that's just off. He seems tired, worn down. Uh, so no, I honestly, I know he's got a cannon for an arm, but if you watch his fundamentals at third base, I'm sorry, they're not very good. They're just not. He goes down on balls constantly that he shouldn't, like falls down, literally, onto his knees, yeah. onto his belly at times. I think with Miguel Sano, you're dealing with a guy who long-term, and I've said this for a long time, but I think long-term, if you need him, if you are absolutely convinced that he has to have a glove, it should be at first base. Long-term, he's probably a DH, but I think the Polanco and Snow problems are separate and different, and Polanco, I don't know. Sano, I just... I. If he's got the ball and he's got the arm, he can throw it. But there's just so many subtle things that that so many uh, third basemen do really well that Miguel does not. It's not the near future, but Ore Polanco's future is probably not at shortstop for the Twins in in the in the coming years because everything I hear is Royce Lewis yeah. is a very good defensive and he can play shortstop. Second base. But the weird thing there is is shifting changes it completely True. too. Yeah, like Polanco made. I swear, in the last two days, I saw him make, let's say, four to five plays, basically from second base. Mm-hmm. Shifting has completely changed things. Because we grew up with what? Shortstop has to have a strong arm, right? Shortstop goes in the hole and he feels right. the ball. But it seems like half the time now, the third baseman's really at shortstop. Third base is unoccupied. The shortstop is either on the second base side of things, or if nothing else, sort of behind the bag. So the the whole notion of what we grew up with in position and arm strength has been changed by the uh, by the amount the teams shift now. Yeah. So we'll see how. But they... Blanco does seem off. No, for sure. He seems. I don't know what it is. I don't know if he's hurt or if he's just worn Tired, down. Tired. Whatever was, the case might be. He there seems... was another. There was another play earlier where he Scope was trying to turn the double play. And forgive me, Judd, if you'd mentioned this already, but. Scope was trying to turn, trying to start the double play, and he threw it to Polanco, who was covering second, and it just like bounced off of Polanco's glove, and they ended up not, not getting the out at all. It was while Gibson was still pitching. It was earlier in the game today. And last night, Perez, I think Milwaukee bunted. Perez picked the ball up, threw slightly high to second. Polanco was covering, but you got to catch that ball, and it ticked off his glove. So, yeah, it's odd. Maybe he's just fatigued. He's played a lot of games. Yeah, and didn't get the All-Star break to go home and rest yeah. for four days. And guess what? That's why nobody's going to the All-Star game. When I, I do own, think when there's I own a something team, to that. When I own a team, we're declining all invitations to All-Star games. I mean, your players will pay hate you, you, but... No, I'll pay you. You get your bonus, but you're not going. <laughs> you're going home. Or maybe they go and they are not going to go play. get that recognition. No, you know why? Because I want you to go home and sleep on your MyPillow. That's why, Rami. You should go home and sleep on a MyPillow. Because if, <laughs> if you go to a hotel... I can go stay at the nicest hotel for the all-stars that there possibly are, but I'm not getting the MyPillow. Seven deals right now on great MyPillow products. What's the code? MyPillow.com, promo code NORTH. Thank you. Yeah, no problem. Ventline is open, 651-646-8255. We'll keep taking your calls on the Twins and this 6-5 loss to the Brewers today, if you are so inclined. But I uh, went home in between shows today, Judd, and uh, watched Hard Knocks. Okay, good. Let's talk about it. I'm not happy. You're not happy either, huh? I'm very... I will say, I was pleased with the the start of the episode because Antonio Brown is just a really weird dude. Okay, I'm with you so far. I'm completely with you so far. What was he talking about? About his feet? Yes. Well, they finally got yeah, him to talk about... pretty much getting circumcised, right? 
What? My feet are getting <laughs> circumcised. Yeah, for like, real. Like circulation? Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah, with the new skin, yeah. yeah. Exactly. Yeah, it's kind of like a pullback. What do you mean, exactly? Yeah, I think I circumcised on my feet, you know. Hopefully my feet born again and I can go run faster. I've got so circumcised on my feet? I what does that mean? What is he talking about? I don't understand how this works. Does he know exactly? what circumcised means? I don't understand exactly how this works, but I enjoy the quote a lot. <laughs> it's Antonio Brown. It's it's entertaining. You're right. I'm with you on that. And he's he talks like a little kid when he looked at the camera and he goes, You want to see him? Like he was like a little kid who had like a gross, who was, like a gross scrape on their knee, and they're like, "You want to see it?" Why was this not it's on? Really, like an episode of Stranger Things. It's really gross. You Why was this not it? on last week? <laughs> Why was this not on last week though? And he wasn't done saying weird things about his gross feet. Lily was on a vacation in Paris. I was training, and I was trying cold therapy to recover my body. And I got out, and I felt my foot burning. So I was like, "Man, I feel a hot sensation." So the next like 24 hours, it swell up. Got really big. I couldn't really walk. I put pressure. Uh, the doctor came over, drained a little out, scalpel the next day, scissors the next day. Mm. Just kind of let it leak all out. So as it, as everything oh, leaked all out, that's how it's got to go. Oh, it's got to leak out, Ronnie. My trainer was working me out in the midst of my, I can't be on my feet. So I'm crawling within workouts, just, you know, getting other stuff better and as everything get better. You know, uh, the good doctor and people that was able to. So now it's just like a uh, new scam. I'm trying to, you know, get my feet used to it. Uh, Feeling it, but I feel like I just got a, a big patch of just open whoopee cushion, you know? What does that mean? What is a big patch of open whoopee cushion? It, what does that mean, why Antonio? Are you, what why, are you talking about? Why are you trying to assign meaning to Antonio Brown's words? They're just, they're amusing by themselves. I like that part of it. I thought that was No, that was good. Funny. I enjoyed it. It I should have been it. on last week because they, they easily, they said that he had feet problem last week, but stupidly, they didn't break the story. But the rest of the episode, yeah, we, after he leaves, is awful. We got delivered. De- they delivered on the foot stuff. We got some answers to that and some funny sound bites to play on the show. Do you know what I wanted? What's that? I wanted one simple thing. What's that? I wanted at least one snippet of an actual meeting between Gruden, Mayock, and and ownership about where he is and right. what's going on. Thank instead, you. instead they kept us at arm's length like we were the media. All they showed us about the I helmet, can be the media right here. Right, exactly. All they showed us about the helmet stuff was a montage of stuff that we've already seen. It was a behind the scenes look at all these press conferences yeah. and and training camp gangbangs with a bunch of reporters gathered around a guy. We saw what we saw on Sports Center. That's all they showed us on Hard Knocks about this helmet controversy. They okay. gave us nothing. Okay, so I'm going to watch this episode tonight cuz I have not seen it yet. Uh-huh. I just want a heads up. He's not they're not like showing his feet as he's describing yes. this. Yeah. Are they actually he showing his feet? He, he takes a oh, god. Man, he's he's I like I said, he's like a little kid. He's sitting in the grass at the park, and he's looking into the camera with a big smile on his face, oh, and he goes, just like right. a little kid with a gross cut on their knee, he goes, you want to see it? I'm Okay. It's I'm really going to watch gross. this episode tonight, it? but I'm going to, And then okay. he takes off his socks, and he shows them to you. Oh, that's so gross. It's really gross. But I wanted, I, you know what? That didn't bother me one bit. What I wanted was access. I wanted real access to real conversations about a star-wide receiver who clearly went AWOL. Right. And instead... As you just said, we got a play-by-play of the events from a media standpoint. Yeah, it was ridiculous. We didn't get anything anything behind oh, the scenes then, on the helmet thing. And then, and here's the worst part, because it's so stupid, unless I missed it completely, 
The Rams came for a joint practice. Yes. Got in that huge fight, which they showed you. But that's the fight that the guard got hurt in, and he's out for weeks now. I forget their guard's oh, name. Oh, I forgot about that. They Jackson, never, right? Yeah, they never circled back to that, or they never showed you, I don't think, him but being hurt. Did you see who was the voice of reason after these fights broke out at Raiders camp? Richie Incognito, yeah, ladies yeah, and gentlemen. Yeah. Come on, what are we going to do? <laughs> They're over there fighting. I'm like, come on, break it up. Come on, guys. Come on. Come on. What are you going to do? You going to shove each other? Okay, you got it. Good job. Good job. A lot of pushing and shoving. I'm in the back. I'm clearing out the back. Like, hey, God. It's not worth it. It's not worth it, man. Let me let me, let me speak some life knowledge to you, man. Hey, it's not worth it. Count to 10. Next play, huh? Yeah, next play. All right. Let me tell you what I learned about in counseling. <laughs> <laughs> count to ten. I was going to ask at some point, so I'm glad you brought it up. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if he's being sarcastic no, or, I think or if Richie Incognito genuinely feels yeah, I, like I, he's know. learned his lesson because that's a guy who was threatening to shoot up a funeral home four months ago giving life advice and telling everybody that fighting in training camp is stupid and not worth it. Yeah, I can't I can't wait to subscribe to, to life advice from Richie Incognito. <laughs> I, I think I'm... I'm, I'm I gotta rush right to the front door for that one, man. I think he was dead serious, Jeez. though. I think he's I because I, I watched it and his demeanor is like, oh, I'm just totally calm now. But anyway, again, incredibly disappointed. NFL, HBO, all of you, very disappointed. I did like the. Uh, I pay for access. I don't. I don't pay to learn what I could have learned from watching NFL Network or ESPN. Two things on it that I always enjoy that were on this episode. One. Close-up shots of offensive and defensive linemen battles. That's one of my favorite things about Hard Knocks. And the rookies singing in front of the whole team. Gruden swearing is good. That's pretty good, too. Gruden, Gruden going ballistic at one point was sort of fun. Yeah. We got some uh, some calls here at 651-646-8255. Uh, talking Twins. The vent line is open if you want to talk about Hard Knocks and the Oakland Raiders. It's wide open to you. Hans in Maple Grove. You're on Mackie and Judd with Rami. What's up, Hans? Yeah, hi. I just wanted to comment that I think the Twins are just doing a good job this year and maybe are overshooting their coverage. The reason they're doing not so well is we have a rookie coach, and he's got to uh, learn the ropes too. So their plan isn't to maybe do so well this year, but do better in the next couple of years as he gains experience. Thanks, Hans. Appreciate the call. Appreciate the call, That's Hans. a dangerous thing, though. When, when you got an offense that's as good as the 2019 Twins, it's a very dangerous proposition to just try and uh, kick the ball down the road. But we talked, about, talked about that. We talked about this on the Twins show today. There have been some mistakes piling up here in in a crucial stretch in the last week or so by Rocco Baldelli, or at least what we would perceive as mistakes. It's always debatable in baseball and when you're second-guessing a manager. But there have been some questionable decisions, I think, is, is fair to say, by Rocco Baldelli in the last seven days. Oh, definitely. Yes, for sure. But I just... I'm not willing to allow them off the hook by saying, well, the plan is for 2021. Right. I think that's a very you, – you've got an opportunity right now with, with an offense that I think I can safely predict is not going to be this formidable probably the next two years. It might be very good, but this, this offense is on a record pace, major league record pace for home runs. My advice was take advantage of it. Let's quick get in uh, Andrew and Coon Rapids before the break. Andrew, you're on Score North. What's up, buddy? Hey guys, I just want to, I had a quick twins point. I was just wondering what your thoughts are of at the deadline. Why didn't, if they're so convinced with Royce Lewis, why didn't they try and move like a scope or an Adrianza 
And then I also, I'm a nurse that had some experience with frostbite. Okay. I just kind of wanted to shed some light on it. I don't know what Antonio Brown was saying with his feet circumcising, but typically, like, as frostbite goes on, all of the skin on your feet is basically dead. Mm. So if you think of, like, when your hands get callous, mm-hmm. it turns into kind of that type of skin, mm. and then it all flakes off. So it just cra- usually it a cracks? Lot of nerve damage. It just cracks? Yeah, it gets really cracky, like if you have dry hand or use yep. hand sanitizer, and then it just all chafes off. Mm. So I don't really know what his point was, but I just wanted to shed a little bit of light on it. I'll hang up and listen. Thanks for Thank the call. You, Andrew. Nobody knows what his point was. I don't you're, think he had. I think we're beyond trying light to figure out that. any point for right. Antonio Brown exactly. at this point. They're great quotes. Let's just take the quotes. They're hilarious. Circumcised feet, man. Uh, question one. Yes. Scope a- Adrianza. Scope has, I would say, if you try to trade Jonathan Scope, you might get a bag of baseballs Next back. Next to no value, he has he's, no in contract the last year, after this year. Uh, yeah, exactly. And Adrian's is a nice player. I like him, but he's a utility guy. Yeah, you weren't going to get anything for him either. There's no team. I mean, if you were desperate to trade him, I'm sure you could, but you're right. You're going to get nothing in return. So the rule of thumb is people don't want your your damaged goods. People want your best product. Right. Speaking Which of stocks fine. and value and oh. things of that sort, Judd Zolgad. That means it's time to talk to my guy, Mr. Mackie and Judd with Rami. On Score North and scorenorth.com. Also available on demand on the Score North mobile app, Spotify, Apple, or wherever you find your favorite podcasts. In other news. Oh, it's time for America's favorite new radio segment. Midweek, mid-show. You probably need a break from all the stressful twin stuff. That's been an emotional roller coaster. So we have some of the uh, more weird and wacky news from around the world to bring you here in other news. And uh, if you don't mind, Judd Zolgad, I'll start things off. And we start in Brazil. Brazil. I think this is our first story from Brazil. And have you heard what's going on in Brazil, Judd? No. There's a big thing going on in Brazil. So they've recently loosened restrictions on deforesting the Amazon forest, which obviously could lead to some bad stuff if you believe scientists. And uh, Brazilian President Jair Bolsonaro has suggested people should poop every other day as a way to save the planet. He says, it's, en- it's enough to eat a little less. You talk about environmental pollution. It's enough to poop every other day. That will be better for the whole world. So don't don't stop cutting down the whole the whole Amazon rainforest, which uh, scientists speculate or estimate has contributed to 25% of the world's ga- greenhouse gas effect. And Brazil's space agency data showed an 88% increase in deforestation in June compared with the same month a year ago. And uh, as the largest rainforest in the world, the Amazon is a vital carbon store that slows down the pace of global warming, if you believe in that. But all that data, all that information, satellite images, scientists. Satellites, yeah. But he says, eat less. And poop less if you want to save the world. And that's going to save the world. I guess. Does Is there more theory about how this is going to save the planet? I mean, eating less would help cut down on greenhouse gas effects because without getting too deep into it, eating meat contributes a lot to our greenhouse gas effect. I don't need to tell you how if you want to do the research. Do the research. It's you know boring what? and it's not fun radio. But eating less and pooping less right. would 
it would help our environmental it would help lessen our environmental footprint but so would not cutting down the whole damn amazon rainforest and uh, i hate to break it to you brazilian president jair bolsonaro i'm very regular even if i ate less except you play only home games, Even if which I, takes you out of play. Well, that's why for road games. That's why I've trained I myself. I play one sixty two. That's why I, I I've trained. That's why I've trained 81. myself to to be very regular because I only play home games. So I it's at a time when I'm home. How okay if everything goes wrong that could possibly go wrong and God knows a lot's gone wrong in the last few years. Yeah. How early do we think the planet could just implode? <laughs> this is supposed to be lighthearted, Judd. And other news is supposed to be where no, we no, have some just fun. Me. You're like, what is the world going to You just came end? with greenhouse effects. For the poop stuff. That's the only reason I went down this road. To I have some know, fun with poop. I want to know how quick the world's going to end because I don't have kids. There's another drop. I got a dog. I don't have kids. But I'm just thinking like if it could be, like if it was somebody's grandkids from now, like if it's going to be your grandkids, I'd be like, you know, that's too early. I'd, mm-hmm. I'd like to help out. Right. But if it's going to be like. But we have no kids. You no, and but, I have but let's no say kids. You, but let's say you have kids eventually. Mm-hmm. And if it's going to be your grandkids, I'd be like, well, that's too early. I don't want, you know, I, I want the world to be around. But if it's going to be like your grandkids, 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 I, I'm not going to worry about that. Seeing that I don't even have kids yet, I'd imagine that. Well, I was throwing out a hypothetical. Should I start a family tree now? I'd, I'd be worried for my grandkids. I think we're that close. I'm not going to worry about it. <laughs> All right. Fire the sounder. <laughs> I'm going to keep things uh, a lot closer to home. But poop less if you can, people. I'm No, I, I'm not going to encourage that. <laughs> I'm going to keep things a lot closer to home. We go to Dateline, Henrico County, Virginia. It seems many residents have been visited by a strange person of late wearing a television set on their head who has been leaving vintage TVs on their porches. This started last Sunday. At least 60 people have been subjected to the bizarre antics, which witnesses say are being done by a guy dressed in a jump sh- jumpsuit with a television on his head. So that's what? his head, a television. Quote, it's the weirdest thing. He squats down, puts the TV there and walks off. It's really weird. Resident Adam Garner told a Richmond, Virginia TV station, My first reaction is, did we order this? Not in an Amazon box. It was kind of strange. Jim Brooks Bank, who found an old tube-style 13-inch TV on his porch, finds the prank to be sort of funny, but can't figure out the purpose. I can't think of any technology or political point that would be valid here. It's just a senseless prank, Hold on. he says. So what's he doing exactly? Okay, so this guy's going around. He's in a jumpsuit, okay? Yeah. He has clearly cleaned out a TV, so sure. like there's nothing in the yeah. TV itself. Strip the guts. The guts, are, exactly. So the guts are gone. So he's putting the TV on his head. I don't know how he sees. It doesn't describe that. But then he's taking old school television sets that I guess aren't stripped out uh-huh. and putting them on people's porches while wearing a TV on his own head. So he's not taking the one off of his head and leaving that on the porch. He's bringing another TV with him. It makes it look is like he is crime? taking another one. Are police looking this guy, for this man? Or is this just weird? It's just weird. <laughs> Lieutenant Matt Pekka of the Henrico County Police Department said more than one person is doing the TV porch dumps. He said officers picked up most of the TVs already so that citizens wouldn't have to waste time or money dropping off the orphan TVs at the dump. Although no crime has been committed, police are urging anyone who spots suspicious activity to call the Henrico police. That's suspicious activity. That in itself is suspicious. You know what it I don't is? know what it's suspicious of. Do you know what it is? But to it's me? suspicious activity for sure. It's just creepy. Yeah. 
Like, it would scare me. Like, if somebody... It's sort of funny when, when I read it, but if somebody was to approach your porch with a television on their head and a television in their hands, it's creepy. Yeah, it's that's sort of really freak, weird. It sort of freaks me out when I think about it now. It's super weird. I would be freaked out by it. Don't drop a TV off at my house, dude. I will call the police. Well, it's going to be hard, though, because you're in a complex. That's true. And I'm on the fourth floor. If he gets up, like, it's real weird if he gets up to me. That would be that's that would be bothersome. Incredibly bizarre. In other news. Dateline India. And this is a Indian to English translation, so excuse the wording of the paragraph I'm about to read. A youth pushed his expensive luxury BMW in a river in Haryana's Yamuna Nagar. Sounds good to me. On August 9th, he pushed his BMW car into a river after his father denied to buy him a Jaguar. While speaking to ANI on the subject, a police official said his family informed that he is mentally unwell. He was demanding a Jaguar as the BMW was too small for him. An investigation will be done. Police have registered a case in the matter. Wanted the Jag, got the BMW, wasn't happy, so he pushed it in a river. And I have video evidence of this. That he pushed it in the river? I have video of this thing going you in the river. You want to turn around and show me this? Yeah, one second. <laughs> talk about... Talk about... Okay, now that's pollution. That creates problems. Bodily functions ain't got nothing on that. Eat less, poop every other day, and don't sink your BMW in the river because you wanted a Jag. That's bad for the planet, dude. What's so wrong with a BMW, too, you guys? I don't know. Like, I could see if you got a really bad car. You'd yeah, be like, like, if your parents were rich. Like a Pinto. And you were yeah. like, I want the Jaguar. And they're like, oh, we're going to give me a Toyota Corolla. Like, okay, all right, push the Corolla in the river. But the, a BMW? You weren't happy enough with a BMW? It's very odd. A BMW. That's, that's strange. That's really strange. That's really spoiled. Yeah, that's some rich, spoiled kid spoiled stuff Spoiled right and there. entitled. That's the kid. That's the kid. Who Sounds you, like an Edina kid to me. That's the kid who you saw at <laughs> Toys R Us when you were little, and he had a cart full of toys, but was yelling at his mom about the one that she said no about. Oh, <laughs> that's that. That kid. was me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> now I identify. I don't want this crappy car. <laughs> well, that has been every Wednesday at five twenty here on Mackie and Judd with Rami. It's America's favorite new radio segment. I'm told we'll hit a quick break on the other side. Speaking of uh, people acting like spoiled children, we'll discuss Aaron Rodgers right after this on Score North on 1500scorenorth.com and the Score North mobile app. Maggie and Judd with Rami. Also available on demand on the Score North mobile app, Spotify, Apple, or wherever you find your favorite podcasts. All right, one final Score North download for today. And uh, it is a reminder that... uh, Oh, in about uh, 48 minutes from now, we'll have pregame coverage of Minnesota United and FC Dallas as we'll join Jonathan Harrison and Dan Terhar from Allianz Field. Uh, pregame will start at 6.30. They will uh, kick things off at 7 right here on Score North on uh, AM 1500, scorenorth.com, and the Score North mobile app. So be on the uh, listen for that. Also, Vikings news or speculation Today, Albert Breer of the uh, Monday Morning QB, part of uh, SI.com. I'll just read an expert, an excerpt from uh, from his story here. 
I'm told that, with the emergence of Chad Beebe, former first-round receiver Laquan Treadwell is available again. What the Vikings might get for him? Now, this is just me. If the Vi- What the Vikings might get for Laquan Treadwell? I'm not holding my breath for much there. But there would be some speculation on what might happen with the uh, former first-round pick. As we return for one final segment of Mackie and Judd with Rami. Thank you, Manny. What do you make of that, Judd? I mean, it shouldn't be surprising to anybody. I think most people coming into camp thought if Laquan Treadwell didn't clearly win that position battle for the third wide receiver, they'd put him on the block. But I can't, like Manny said, imagine there's much out there in terms of value for Laquan Treadwell at this point. My guess is that he has been uh, being shopped since the uh, springtime. Uh, my guess is that Kubiak said he's not going to play for me, basically. Like, he might make this roster and play special teams. So I I believe that they are desperately hoping that somebody gives them a sixth or seventh round pick for Laquan. And if maybe they don't, you can get something close to what you gave up for Vedvik, the the kicker who they just fifth, traded for. Fifth round is too high though. So maybe a, I I think the most that I would give you, if I desperately was in need of a receiver, i.e. the Giants right now who are just mm-hmm. absolutely desperate. If Shermer would take him, I, I think the most that they would get is a seventh round pick. But, you know, I think they're going to, I think um, it's pretty clear, Diggs, Thielen, and BB are going to make the team. And after that, if Treadwell makes the team, it would be for special teams. But save the roster spot. Like, he's got no future here. It, yeah, and it, if- it just didn't work. And he's not. Here's the thing. In the case of Cordero, right? Cordero Patterson was a tremendously talented guy who couldn't run a route, but he could return kicks, right? And and you always said to yourself, why don't you try him at different positions? Try something there, because he's got the talent. Laquan Treadwell is slow. He doesn't have great hands. There's nothing about him that screams Are those he's... traits you need to be a wide receiver, Judd? <laughs> he can't run a route. I'll keep going. He can't run a route successfully. <laughs> you have to be fast and know how to run routes and be able to catch a football and be a wide receiver be in the NFL. Football. Really? I think you got to be. Are we nitpicking that. here, guys? Oh, we're being very mean. We're being very technical. <laughs> but I just I don't I don't see any way that he comes out of this and you say, "Wow, Laquan Treadwell had could, could he go to a receiver starved team and catch a couple passes?" Oh, I'm sure he could. But if I'm the Vikings, there's zero percent chance in my mind that there's going to be regret that he's gone. Patterson, you, Patterson, if you had tried him at running back, there were different things there where I understood the frustration with that the Vikings had with Cordero, but there was still a tremendous athlete there that you didn't maximize before you severed ties with him. With Laquan, it just... it was just a bad pick. Judd, I don't know what you're talking about. I mean, if you ask Laquan, I mean... You know, I had a couple drops, but overall, I had a great year, you know? Laquan became an enormous detriment to this roster last year when it became clear that if he was on the field, Kirk would throw to him. That's dangerous. <laughs> That's a dangerous thing. <laughs> but you just need Super a, dangerous. But dude. you just need a quarterback who... If the quarterback says no, and you're supposed to be a decoy option, right. but you stay that way... I don't like it, but it's a, but week two at Green Bay, even if oh, Kirk but, threw to him and he tipped the ball, and by it was an act of God that it wasn't picked off. Even if I'm a team who's desperate for a wide receiver and has some interest in Laquan Treadwell, I'm not giving you anything. For no, it. I'll call your bluff that you're going to cut him in two weeks, and I think they probably will. Three weeks, three but weeks I, still I, cuts, right? But I think you're right. Yeah, yes, three weeks. And if not, even if you don't, I can find somebody as good as Laquan Treadwell who's going to be cut by somebody else. Correct. He that guy is out there. Somebody as good as Laquan Treadwell is somewhere out there. And who might have upside. Right.
That's the thing here is I don't see any upside. I don't see anybody. I don't think there's a secret sauce here where the Patriots are going to say, like, okay, we'll pick him up, and then he becomes a good player. Right. He's a great blocker, though, Jed. Can find those. So so is my guy Ferg. Robert Ferguson, the former Packer who was completely broken down, came here and they said, but he can block so well. It's like you can find blocking wide receivers, okay? Meanwhile, I just uh, want to get you going. Just down the road at Packers Camp, there's already been some controversy unless you believe Aaron Rodgers. So already in the few weeks of camp that we've had, Rodgers uh talked about his desire to have more freedom at the line of scrimmage. Now this was following a reportedly rocky relationship, a lot of which centered around their philosophies on what should be happening with the offense with this previous head coach, Mike McCarthy. Yep. And then he just told reporters that he doesn't like joint practices right after Matt LaFleur, his new head coach, on the same day, talked about that he does like joint practices. And there's just been a lot of this on the heels of the Ty Dunn story about how things really broke down in Green Bay and Aaron Rodgers' role in it. And that's all that Ty Dunn said about Aaron Rodgers in that article. He would, he took a deep dive and extensively explained why things crumbled in Green Bay and only, only imparted some of the blame onto Aaron Rodgers. He wasn't saying Rodgers is the reason that whole thing fell apart, but that's how a lot of Packers fans saw it. That's how Aaron Rodgers saw it. That's what made headlines and generated discussion when that article came out. And since then, obviously, there is a microscope on Aaron Rodgers and the Packers to see if things have changed or if it's going to be much of the same that it was between him and Mike McCarthy. And about these reports and that microscope that's on him, Rodgers said it's fake news. That's the media cycle these days. Talking to John Kuhn, uh, former fullback, now uh, correspondent for Packers.com, which is your source for Packers news, I guess. Unfortunately, the media, other than obviously yourself, there is a lack of integrity. I think there is a rush to put up headlines that are clickbait because the ad revenue is based on the amount of visits you get to your website. So instead of putting in a title that aptly fits the forthcoming article, it's more lucrative to post something that's going to generate the most commotion so that your site or your story gets the most hits possible. And when you're in a really low news cycle, like in June and July, when there's not much football going on, that's the kind of stuff that comes out. We don't need to spend any time talking about it because it's complete ridiculousness. This is a dangerous road that... A lot of people, and I don't need to tell you where it started, have been going down with the media for a while now. But in this country now, it's it's acceptable and makes perfect sense and, and is a good way to convince people that the thing with Aaron is, listen, he's butted heads with coaches. We know that, right? I'm not, okay, I'm not trying to say that we in the media are always right. But there's a happy medium here, right? If Aaron Rodgers had been a great camper with McCarthy and had been fantastic, and then all of a sudden we said, but with LaFleur, it's going sideways, I might be willing to also say, oh, okay, that seems odd. That story seems odd. But this is this is him. And I, I also think in the Packers' uh, situation now, Rami, it's very fair to say that this coach has been brought in pretty much to carry Rodgers' water, right? This is Rogers' team. Yeah, this is is his deal. But yes, I am not a fan of just saying it's not true, and uh, I'm telling you it's not true. Like, why would people just in life, if somebody tells you this criticizes me and it's just not true, why would you blindly believe it? Right. 
Now there are there are media outlets out there who operate the way that he's saying, who do who do traffic in clickbaity headlines to get those clicks, to get that ad revenue, who do steer towards the negative and towards the drama again for the clicks and for the ad revenues. But when he paints with a broad brush like that, right? That everything negative, guys, everything negative out there that's said about me, anything I don't like, and if you're a fan of me, you don't like, that's what I'm saying. Not true. Fake news. And the only place to get news about me, whether I'm Aaron Rodgers or I'm LeBron James who pulled this same crap, or if I'm a politician, the only place to get news about me is from me. Yeah. Or my, or my, or my, or my outlet. Or let's just, let's just, um, out of thin, thin air, I'll say something like Fox News. Right. So yeah, I don't know where you pulled that off. I don't know how I did that, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's 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 Adrian Peterson and DJ Ski, right? Same same sort of thing. Yeah, but I just don't understand how people don't see through that immediately yeah. and say, "Aaron, we know we know enough." Right. We know enough about you. You have you are not this is not surprising. This is you. Is the story 1,000% accurate? I have no idea. Is there smoke there? Absolutely. And here's the thing, too. Matt LaFleur, at the end of the day with this story, is just going to get steamrolled. Like, he ain't winning this. So Aaron's going to get no his shot. way. So Aaron's going to get his way. So, but, yeah, but him but him telling uh, John Kuhn, you know, well, the Packers, you know, the only place that's going to tell you the truth is Packers.com, basically. That's what he's trying to say. Or if I've got a stooge that, you know, it's it's ridiculous. And I mean, look, some people, all they want is is to watch the game. They don't care about the and drama behind the scenes. And that's I'm fine. Cool with that. That's totally fine. So, but, so just don't go to those outlets that report on that stuff. Just turn on your TV or your radio when the game is on. And you probably well, you know aren't interested in stations like this or, or websites like the one that he's talking about. Yep. But... A lot of that stuff, a lot of the buzz around the sport that stations like this and websites that cover the sport and publications that cover the sport, a lot of that is why these sports are as popular as they are and as lucrative as they are for these owners and for these players. And for a long time, for a long time in my life, I totally get it. Fake news was the National Enquirer, right? Supermarket tablets, right? And you all knew that. We all knew that. It was a one-off. It was funny. It was alien goes to Packers game. Okay? Right. Totally get that. But when you have credible news sources that, by the way, vet stories and talk to a lot of people, Tyler Dunn talked to a lot of people. He didn't make that up. Right. That's where Aaron Rodgers loses all credibility, and those who believe him blindly have to think long and hard about why they did that. Why do you believe that? You know, if it's if the National Enquirer says, Aaron Rodgers uh, grows a second head and goes to Mars to play quarterback. I'm right. It's fake news. I'm with you. I'm laughing. It's funny. That's funny, right? But when you have news sources and good reporters doing their job, and by the way, they're doing their job partially because they know that you've had problems with other people as well, i.e. Aaron and Mike McCarthy, and then to be like, well, no, 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 that's just fake news. That goes down a path where where I fault both sides. I fault Rogers, but I also fault the people who just believe that crap. Right. That it's fake news. And they're at fault too. Think for yourself. Far too often people fall for it. I know, but because, why, why because, don't they think for themselves? Because they want to believe it. 
We we got a problem where people believe what they want to believe. You believe the Washington Post is making up stories? No. The New York Times is making up stories. No. Right. Now, editorials, look, there is no such thing as complete objectivity. We're all humans. Correct. And nobody nobody has yet to achieve complete object objectivity as a human being. That's just that's just a fact. So, editorials, com- columns where people are expressing opinions, Publications may lean left or right, or may well, that's totally different, or though. may back certain Editorial teams pages are versus other good. teams. Yes. But when when Tyler Dunn puts in the work and and follows every editorial standard that has made the media as credible as mainstream media as credible as it has to this day, and then you have Aaron Rodgers who, with no backing whatsoever just points at him and everybody else whoever writes a fake story about him and says fake news you're doing you're doing real damage dude you're doing real damage and going down a dangerous path and he's not the only one like i said this is across the news world we know where it started lebron james has done it mm-hmm. now aaron rodgers is doing it and it's a tactic that's becoming Far too often, and people, like you said, Judd, falling for it, hook, line, and sinker, is happening far too often. And it's way too Who convenient. Who in their right mind believes the only place to get Aaron Rodgers news is from Aaron Rodgers and the Packers themselves? Hold on you a second. You think you're going to get the full story? I'm going to AaronRodgers.com right now. Keep talking. Or you think the way to get the full story on any politician is from him or her and their camp? Yeah, no, they'll, they'll share the stuff with you that you really need to know. <laughs> Maggie and Judd with Rami. Score North and the Score North mobile app. We'll be back tomorrow. Have some fun with poop.